0: I'm Jacob, newly graduated military expert. And hi, I'm Darren. New year, new me. <laughs>
1: and this is <laughs> Chit <Chit-chat Chit-chat>
0: from Hot <laughs> Goes <Bose> Capitalism. Capitalism. <laughs>
1: BOMBS headlines included, what if we bombed Yemen again?
0: The HMRC wants you to tell them that you owe them nothing. And
1: it's companies cockfighting again as Spotify wasted it on Apple's app charges. But first, Darren, hello. <laughs> Kieran, why are you called my dad
0: now? Wait, is that, is that your dad's name? Oh my goodness. Yes. I put so much effort into thinking of a name. And I was like, what could I do? I was like, Connor. I was like, Daryl. But then I was like, Two Walking Dead. And then I I was like, Darren. Sounds like a cool name. Yeah. So I guess I I think your dad's cool is what I'm trying to say. Um, Yeah. Hi, I'm Kieran. It's not actually Darren, but uh, I, I don't know. I just thought it was a fun vibe. Yeah. I'm
1: so confused.
0: 2024, how are you feeling? Fuck,
1: 2024. I was like, oh, it might be a bit calmer at the start of the... No. <laughs> nah, why
0: yeah. would it be? Well, I <laughs> I got ill, and then I got un-ill. You um, are, like,
1: yeah. one of, like, millions that have been ill. Like, I, I know so many bitches that have been ill.
0: Yeah. It's, over
1: the past yeah. few weeks. Like, what happened? I mean... Maybe it was all that traveling, because people tend to travel more at Christmas, and like people are in places where they're not normally. So maybe they brought like, like Australia, they ban animals yeah. because they might like fuck up the biosphere. Maybe people fucked up the biosphere. Yeah, I'm not a doctor. Maybe yeah,
0: <laughs> it was horrible as well because, uh, oh my god, oh my god, our first one of 2024. My husband Rico, his dad, <laughs> his dad came to stay. Context. (laughs) his dad came to stay with us for christmas um and in the new year he was the first one to get it the cold so it was that horrible thing where you're like in the house with somebody ill and it's just a fucking ticking time bomb until it's your turn and i was like (laughs) so what you're telling me is the germans got you (laughs) (laughs) i mean i have like a half german surname now don't i
1: I know but i don't think we've ever said our surnames have we ever said our name?
0: no yes. no and we never will we <laughs> no we are single we're like adele
1: oh yeah copyright patent pending i am making jacob the only name that like i can be called and nobody else
0: and i am making mine kieran or in 2024 darren <laughs> 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 Um, it's so yeah. strange
1: because my my late-stage capitalism involves a Darren as well that is not my dad. Oh, okay. But yeah, uh, speaking of uh, coping with late-stage capitalism, Kieran, how have you been managing that this one?
0: Real Housewives. Um, in particular, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, yeah, <laughs> there's just something so much fun about seeing rich people suffer. Um, yeah, I wonder why. I
1: have genuinely never watched or even consumed any part of a real housewife. Oh my god, really. Um, <laughs> what what is it?
0: Consumed part of a real housewife. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like one of the people <laughs> Um It's 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 just fun. Like it's interesting to see all of the like rich people homes, obviously. Um
1: Oh, are you one of these, like, home enjoyers that's like, I love a house program sort of thing?
0: Like, like I do enjoy the YouTube Architectural Digest, like, house tours. <laughs> like, I don't know, oh, I just what? like seeing things, you know. Um, but I then I can understand that. But then the drama is just so incredible. And it, oh, I don't know. It's just so, it's so mundane and so simple. It always gave me, like, Maybe I'm wrong
1: on this because but like it always gave me Kardashians, but with slightly less money
0: it's it's kind of it not that at all it's it's somewhat related to that, yeah, but there's a lot more drama because like they're just friends rather than like family It's so, like the main i don't know there's like there's like more drama in it, um, okay yeah like what what's going on yeah so there's a new season of beverly hills that we're halfway through and it's all about this housewife who has separated from her husband of like like over a decade i think wow so it's all about like the build up to that and that's so exciting (laughs) and then but then there's like such mundane drama that's just it's just so much fun to like tune off like, yeah. like one example of the mundane drama that happened recently, spoiler alert for anyone what, uh, who watches the show, but uh, they're talking about somebody's like narrow esophagus and like <laughs> one of the house housewives, the new housewives is like a nurse anesthetist and she's like, that's not right. You, you don't just have a narrow esophagus so there's like all of this fighting about a fucking esophagus and it's just like it's just crazy to watch it's like so much fun i can't remember the last time i heard the word esophagus Esophagus. and and now you've heard it more than you have in probably the last three years esophagus (laughs) sounds egyptian i think do you get that too close to sarcophagus sarcophagus that's it isn't it yeah that's
1: why you're doing word association
0: okay yeah i am (laughs) And did it what? Did it ease the pain? No, but Jacob, how have you been coping with late stage capitalism this month?
1: I I treated myself to some political art.
0: Ooh. Okay. So uh,
1: there's an artist, Darren Cullen, also known as uh, SpellingMistakesCostLives.com, dot com. If you want to ah, see.
0: Ah. Oh, I get what you're talking about. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, I treated myself to a pin badge that is the Shell logo, you know, off of oil, but it's hell and <laughs> it's on fire. So I've got that <laughs> on my bag now. I've got the, the Barbie sticker. I, uh, I am Become Plastic, Destroyer of Worlds on the back of my tablet. Love it. Uh, and I got some leaflets that came with it with some of his other art, like payday loans for kids. <laughs> Pocketmoneyloans.com. <laughs> oh. uh, and oh. What was the other one? The Dead Soldiers one dead action man in his own body bag. (laughs) He does some really cool political art and I was like, I'm going to treat myself to a few things. So I did. Um, And I was very excited when they arrived.
0: I mean, they look so good from what I've seen on your story. They're very (laughs) cool.
1: They are well, they're so well made. I love them. But did it work? Did it ease the pain? (sighs) No. (sighs) That's that on that. Thanks to a horror film called Saltburn that I refuse to learn anything about. (laughs) Sophie Ellis Bexter's 2001 hit Murder on the Dance Floor has stormed the charts throughout January after being featured in that film. And speaking of murder, the UK decided (laughs) to join in their brother in alleged war crimes, the US, in striking the Houthi. Uh, Some of their sites, heavy air quotes there, in Yemen after the group targeted ships on the Red Sea that were going to or associated with Israel. Because, you know, the the whole genocide thing they're doing to Palestine. In the official press release from the White House, Biden said that the targets in Yemen were being used by the Houthi rebels to endanger freedom of navigation in one of the world's most vital waterways. Um, A key part that needs to be noted here is when the Houthi targeted ships, they didn't kill anyone they just disrupted the flow of capital and for the crime of doing that the western governments just had to kill some folks in these strikes the way this is being spun in the uk press seems to be well summed up by the final lines of the bbc article i was reading about this which goes some major shipping lines and oil giant bp have diverted vessels around southern africa adding more time and cost to journeys If the crisis continues, the increased costs could be passed on to consumers, hampering efforts to curb inflation and reduce interest rates. (sighs) Which is to say, this is literally all about money, which I find abhorrent on the face of it, especially when you consider that the reason for them stopping the flow was because of the genocidal acts of Israel. And did it work? Is the spice flowing once more? Fuck off, no. (laughs) member of the supreme political council of yemen Mohammed al buhati said previously we only focused on maritime shipping associated with the zionist entity today american and british ships will no longer dare cross the red sea things have continued to be very normal since then and there's too much ground for me to cover in one section here but uh Clearly targeting global capital got the attention of the world, making our government's complicity in Israel's so-called self-defence re-genocide even more apparent. But maybe we should listen to Rishi when he says the UK and US strikes on the Houthi sites in Yemen are self-defence. Huh, why does that sound so familiar? Let's not interrogate that at all. Oh, and the Parliament of Yemen officially declared the US and UK governments as global terrorist networks (laughs) under the law the other day. It's a ding from me. Kieran, I'm sure this is all fine.
0: I I don't... Sometimes I'm left speechless. It's very rare, but sometimes... And this is honestly, like... Like, I struggle to find the words. Like, Mm. the thing that sticks with me that you didn't mention in your story was this clip of biden being asked like is it working and he's <laughs> like the strikes in yemen are they oh working? yes i've seen this yeah and he's like will it stop the houthis no will it continue yes and it's like what the fuck like it's just completely transparent and explicit at this point
1: yeah and i mean yemen isn't a stranger to being bombed the (laughs) shit out of it either like saudi arabia if i'm not mistaken has been doing that for like years at this point yeah they're used to this and then (laughs) did you see that that those crowds that gathered (laughs) that started chanting uh
0: made this a world war in yemen yeah i did like i was like yeah
1: this is totally fine and normal um
0: it's like I feel like some people's gut reaction to that is to be like, "Oh no, oh god, like bad people," but like, it's just it shows the desperation. Of I the mean, situation. let's phrase
1: it this way: If Britain was crumbling and being bombed to the shit by Russia, yeah, and like, you're you're like holding a rally to try and get someone to do something. You would probably also be like, fuck it, just make it a world war. Make them suffer as much as we are, like, sort of thing. It's That's the sort of, that's what, Yeah. that's the level
0: we're dealing with. And it's so disgusting that so many, so many Western countries are allowed to operate like this. With, and <sighs> then with so much media complicity that, that <laughs> most of the population or, well, I don't have the numbers, but like, it's certainly, a very significant number of the population <laughs> simply believe it and go along with it, and they think, "Oh, we're right." Mm. Like me and my nan, right like thing.
1: disagree on a lot of things, but uh, I find that asking her things is a good litmus test as to like uh-huh. what the sort of media narrative is of a certain thing, uh-huh. because she like her and my grandma will watch ITV and BBC News of a night every night, pretty much. Uh huh. And so, that's their. And they read like trash, like the Sun and stuff. So that's Ooh. what filters through to them. <laughs> yeah. Um. They they say it's only because they like the games in the newspapers, and I don't disagree that like. They probably do just buy it oh, for the games. Oh, they're the those
0: stuff. people. But that's so cute. That's the
1: thing about headlines is that when you're picking it up, you're like, oh, terrible sort of thing because that's what yeah. headlines are designed to do. That's the thing that you focus on and uh-huh. you might like flick through it and see things as well. Like that's how news filters through. That's how news used to filter through before the, the, the dawn of the internet, if you like. That's how news used to filter through and that's how a lot of opinion was shaped from what people knew. Yeah. It was shaped by commercial entities (laughs) yeah so yeah if you feel completely normal about all of this then i might have a podcast recommendation quite early on for one of those i know but uh when i was feeling totally normal about us just striking yemen out of nowhere or seemingly out of nowhere someone recommended i listen to blowback which is a history podcast about american-led wars and stuff I'm only two seasons in and normally I wouldn't unless I'd like listen to every episode. I was pretty confident, but I am pretty confident that these are amazing audio storytellers because my God, they should be teaching this stuff in audio university. It's like an incredible timeline of both the Iraq war in season one and uh, Cuba and US relations in season two. Uh, just get some context of what's going on and why things are the way they are like just it's such an important listen uh, uh-huh. and so well put together like that is that is my dream podcast to make something <laughs> like that so well researched and like interviewed and presented with musical cues and oh It's an
0: incredible podcast. Yeah. And I'm
1: not even a history buff, but I'm just there, like, with my mouth
0: open. Like, I didn't know all of this. Uh, Yeah. um, And on a completely unrelated note, someone recommended I listen to a podcast called Blowback. Um, and I'm almost one season in, so I can second everything that Jacob has said because it was general <laughs> reaction yeah. of me. to you. <laughs> um, No, but it, it's a really great podcast, and and to respond to something you said at the end just now, like something, something like I'm not particularly fussed on history either. Like I'm definitely more of an ancient history type of person, you know. <laughs> like, tell me yeah. about the fucking Egyptians. Like, yes. <laughs> Don't um, worry. Primary <laughs> school did that a lot. For me. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> but like, I think I think that a rare talent is like to make history compelling because ultimately, like, history is just stories that are like well, kind of true, you know. But like the story, (laughs) well, no, I mean, because it's like the interpretation or like part of history is like trying to find the truth, you know? Yeah. But like, they're basically stories, and pretty much everyone likes stories. The problem is, is that most people tell history in the most fucking dollars dishwater way, where you're like, (laughs) I can't be fucking bothered. But like, it's a it's a special talent that these people have who do blowback to like like they do such a great job they make it so compelling the the structure of the podcast like like i've been i've been gripped by the yeah by their by I, their run through <laughs> of the iraq war it's great
1: after season like it, during season two after they had the response from season one they heard like everyone say how much they like the music and they release the music on like streaming and stuff so you can actually listen to it and like that's now like one of my most listened albums for this month because i just had that it's so moody and so atmospheric and just Gorgeous music. Oh, you um, should
0: link me to that. I wanna, I wanna like. I will, to but I want one.
1: you to listen to season two first because I feel oh, like it okay. hits different when you're hearing it in in the actual season, and you're like, God, I need this music in my life. Ooh, sort of thing. Okay. um, <laughs> we got a bit off track there recommending blowback, but uh, let's see what else has been happening in the news.
0: Casso Ray and D Block Europe remain on the charts this year with their song Prada. And if you, like Ray, want Christian Dior, Fendi or Prada, you might turn to Vinted to try and find some secondhand fashion on the cheap. The HMRC has decided to kick off 2024 with a bang. From the 1st of January, companies like Vinted and eBay will be obliged to collect and share details of sellers on their platforms that are taking in more than £1,000 in sales per year. Uh So, Mm. as has been the case for many years, anyone, and I'm self-employed for anyone who doesn't know, so sadly I have more knowledge on this whole shit than I would like to have. Um so as has been the case for many years, anyone with an income greater than a thousand pounds from economic activities like these, basically like, you know, self self-employed energy, you know, yeah. activities. Um, they have to declare it to HMRC. So, like, nothing's actually changed in terms of like what people legally have to do. Um, We've just
1: decided that the company should spy on them as well.
0: Yeah, so the HMRC's argued, like, this change is simply, like, helping them, you know, to find anyone who isn't following the current rules. Um, but the problem is, when it comes to services like Vinted, is that the vast majority of people using them are selling things that they already own, and they're selling them for less than they bought them for. You know, like, oh. the classic, like, second-hand energy. Yeah. You know, you you sell it for less than you bought it for. So, Vinted, however... This was
1: called eBay back in my day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, the changes do affect eBay, too. Um, oh, yeah. Um, so, Vinted, however, and in many cases, the sellers themselves don't know how much they bought their items for so obviously when you put something on ebay or vinted like there's no box for like what you bought it for you know what i mean <laughs> no. like you could put it in the description if you wanted to but like you you like they don't have that information the only information that they actually have is how much you've sold things for and mm. and also in many cases the people selling things Don't know how much they bought them for. You know what I mean? Like, if you're doing a clean out and you're selling shit, like, you don't keep your receipts for things that you, you bought and you liked. Yeah. So, anyway, basically, Vinted and similar apps will mostly be reporting people to the HMRC who don't owe any taxes. Because... Because if you earn a £1,000, if you only earn a £1,000 from these things, you, like, don't pay any tax. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, imagine you're selling out your old clothes because you, you need the money or, like, you want the money. Um, like, you bought these clothes over a number of years. Naturally, you threw away the receipts because you were happy with the items. And you yeah. end up making, like, £1,100. So now you will be reported to the HMRC by Vinted as having made this income because legally you are required to declare that income. And that's not changed. That, that's been the case for years. But you sold everything for less than you bought it for. So you've obviously made a loss and you obviously won't have to pay any tax to HMRC because so they- is that how that works? So they tax profit- So if you make a loss, you don't pay tax on anything. Oh fuck. I
1: didn't realise that. I thought it was just like based on like, well, you got a hundred a thousand one
0: hundred, so we have to tax it. I didn't realise based on profit and loss. Yeah, so that's the thing. Like most of the people using these apps are selling things for less than they bought them for.
1: Interesting.
0: So pretty much everyone using them. Is making is effectively operating the world's worst fucking business and always making a loss. But but the rules say that despite that, if you have an income of a thousand or more from these you know, self-employed-ish activities, you need to declare mm. it. In my opinion, plenty of people were probably breaking this law, mm. but it was never properly pursued because it had absolutely no benefit. Why bother reporting £1,100 when it won't be taxed and in the case of most sellers on apps like Vinted, they're making a loss? Yeah, so as a result of this, a substantial number of people are probably going to be scrambling to understand complicated HMRC documents and processes and the HMRC itself is going to have to put extra resources into chasing these people to fill out more forms that will need to be processed, all in order to say they don't owe any tax. (laughs) So the ultimate question, of course, is this. Why are we focusing on chasing people who owe no tax and making their lives more difficult, rather than closing loopholes that allow the ultra rich to hoard wealth that could actually make a substantive difference to the country so jacob what do you think about this crackdown on thousands of loss making side hustles
1: oh, um it's it's there's there's some interesting things at play here isn't there yeah like I didn't know that thing about only taxing profit. I didn't realise that would, like, matter. I thought, like, I don't know why, but, like, reselling things, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. But, like, this just seems like a really subtle way of getting more data on people. Because data is so valuable these days that HMRC having the data of how much is sort of going through the economy in the sort of second-hand, vintage sort of economy uh, will probably be very useful to them and in other ways, like, whoever they want, whatever rules they want to make in the future to make people's lives worse.
0: Like you said, Perhaps, there's, yeah. like,
1: cracking down on people that made £1,100 is, like...
0: A stupid thing to be doing but, in the first place. But who no- who own nothing because they made a yeah. loss? They bought those clothes for let's say like two grand. Mm. You know, so like if you take the whole context of their life, and you can carry losses forward. By the way, so like it's not like every year you fill out your taxes and it's like a clean slate every April. Like if I made a three grand loss this year. I can carry that over. Mm. You know what I mean? So I pay three grand less of, I have three grand less of taxable income the next year because I yeah, needed yeah. to recover that loss. So it does actually work in that way that takes into account like the whole span of the business. It's, it's so unhinged. But to like me.
1: with so many, like as somebody that knows the other side of, um, the government shitfuckery when it comes to money and stuff, uh, the Department of Work and Pensions, the DWP. Dun, dun, um, dun! <laughs> exactly. Um, I know that with a lot of their policies and shit, it's never about, like, catching fraudsters or whatever. It's yeah. about the cruelty. The cruelty is the point. It is to make li- the lives of people just shit so that they either stop doing what they're doing or... Yep. Just stop existing is my little pet theory. I want more people to stop existing.
0: Yeah. And as a side note, like uh, related to that, I really know that it will make people's lives worse because I have to fill Mm. out those fucking forms every year. And they are horrible. And and, (sighs) but the point is, is it's like these people are going to be filling out these forms and doing all of this shit to say they owe nothing. But here's the thing. Technically they could be like apparently it doesn't really happen for people that don't earn that much. But technically they could be audited. Uh. You know what I mean? So like probably people are gonna like have to guesstimate like how much they bought everything for to say like no, I made a loss, fuck off. But then they'll have to guess technically i think that that's illegal
1: like i don't think it will be enforced this way i really do think it will be like it's just there to
0: be cruel to loom over people absolutely horrible um yeah and as a side note another one wow i'm on a roll today um i found the bbc article on this pretty horrible in places it opens up with the questions are you raking it in selling clothes online Is letting out your spare room, proving a nice little earner. And it just like frames the entire article like these are shady people who are intentionally breaking the law to get like a fuck ton more money. When really it's. It's exactly
1: the same concept as benefit frauds. It's like, oh, there's people making
0: thousands on benefits. Oh, yeah. And how do I become one of them? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know. I just. Yeah. I. The BBC's really not doing a great job today. No, we've become very
1: anti-BBC and I'm pretty happy about that.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not fussed, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so what else do you have for us?
1: Tate McRae is greedy her track, has been in the charts, uh, one position or another, since September. Some might call that greedy in itself, but it's actually not who's being accused of being greedy, no. It's uh, Kieran's beloved Apple who have been no! accused by Spotify, yeah. of all people. Or companies, I guess. <laughs> Look at us doing music news on our music podcast. Wow. So basically... <laughs> Apple has this plan that means they want to charge up to 27% commission on app developers selling products away from the Apple store. I spent a good 10 minutes of my short ass life trying to figure out what this would look like and a real life example of this before realising I actually don't care.
0: The story we're actually interested (laughs) in
1: here isn't whatever the fuck Apple's doing what It's the companies that are criticising them for not doing capitalism right. So we've got Epic Games, the makers of Fortnite, a game you're going to become very familiar with on this podcast in just over a month's time. I'm so sorry. Sued Apple for this. Streaming big boy Spotify has now joined in saying this. Once again, Apple has demonstrated that they will stop at nothing to protect the profits they extract off the backs of developers and consumers under their App Store monopoly. Claiming that it flies in the face of creating greater competition in the market. Spotify went on to urge the UK to pass... The bill, which is the Digital Markets Competition and Consumer Bill, swiftly to prevent Apple from implementing similar fees, which will help create a more competitive and inevitable industry for the consumers and businesses. Which is really funny because in the enemy article that I was reading, they reported directly under this quote, Spotify recently revealed policy change of which would require all songs on their platform to have a minimum of a thousand streams before they can earn any royalties. Yep. (sighs) So we really are witnessing a cockfight on who can do the most capitalism.
0: Kieran, how do you feel about these fighting mega corporations? Okay, so Epic games you haven't told me about yet, obviously, so I'm indifferent towards them. Uh, Please,
1: just just call them cunts because that's what they are.
0: Okay, um, <laughs> Apple I, mixed feelings and fuck Spotify. Absolutely <laughs> fuck Spotify. I'm not sure if we've discussed it on the, this podcast, but that a thousand streams crap is is the most absurd bullshit thing ever. It's disgusting. And all it's mm. going to do is concentrate streams higher up and the problem is with music with with streaming royalties as it stands is that the people at the top get a hell of a lot more <laughs> because everyone's money is put into a pot and then it's divided by streams so niche mm. acts that have you know quite substantial followings but smaller they they don't get as much of the pie if you want to call it that da as pie. they should um yeah. spotify is always coming for apple for one fucking thing or another in this case i i think that spotify do have a point um so basically being that i'm in the whole apple ecosystem now i like mm. have have a good idea of what they're going on about so basically in the past if i if i understand what's going on correctly just to preface this because i've not like read up so much about it But in the past, Apple had this rule that from apps downloaded through the App Store, you weren't allowed to, like, link people outside of the App Store to buy something. Mm -hmm. You had to buy it through the App Store. Then Apple would take their commission. Yeah. It kind of makes sense, in my opinion, that you pay Apple something ...to use their store. You know what I mean? Like, Sainsbury's would take a cut from, like, Hovis bread sales. Like, that's kind of the way I see it. Because it does cost money to run servers and stuff... ...for the app store. Yeah. But... So what's happening now... ...is that Apple's basically beginning to come under pressure... ...to scrap that rule... And allow people to buy, like, allow apps to link outside of the app store for people to buy things. So, for example, a Spotify subscription. So Apple's scrapping that rule, but then making a new rule that you still have to pay basically the same commission to Apple. Yeah. I don't like that. I think that that's shady. I'm not a fan of it. But. Nevertheless, Spotify fucking pisses me off because they will always say one thing while they find new ways to break the fucking spirits of the people that literally make their platform exist. The creators. (sighs) I think that they are disgusting. They pay so little. And the one thing I want to say still about this is that fundamentally Spotify just does music. Yeah. So, we have to look yeah. at this all from the context of music, in my opinion, when we're looking at the fighting mega corporations, you know? Because, yeah. like, while Apple's change will affect things more broadly, when it comes to this, this is about music, in my opinion. Spotify pays, like, I can't remember exactly, I think it's 0.0, 0. 0. 0. 0.3 cents per stream. And Apple pays around double i think or around Mm. one no it's not one cent i think spotify is on 0.3 cent and apple is on 0.6 so this is effectively part of this massive campaign from spotify that they've been running on different mainly on apple for years to signal look we're good apple's evil (laughs) no spotify is fucking evil they pay artists less than apple especially if you support independent artists, Apple Music is now definitely the best way to go because most of the artists that you're paying your subscription to listen to on Spotify, a lot of them won't see any money anymore from Mm -hmm. your money that you're giving to Spotify. Um, So Spotify is more evil than ever um, and Apple Music is a lesser evil than Spotify. Um, And... To close out my fucking rant, fuck Spotify. (sighs) Yeah, I had a feeling you might have a strong reaction to this. (laughs) Visceral, Jacob. Absolutely visceral. I I see. I just
1: find it so... (sighs) maddening that these companies that are fucking over consumers in so many various ways let's not even get onto epic games because believe me there is about to be a seven hour episode from me on them in the next (laughs) few months but um (laughs) from like looking at like even like getting more from
0: apple music versus from spotify it's all so evil in the first place because it's all so capitalist it's different it's different sense of shit isn't it basically it's the
1: shades of gray brackets evil yeah
0: yeah i do agree yeah and it's like apple's thing about like
1: their monopoly like their app store monopoly exists because like a lot of people got locked into iphones when they became popular uh and apple were like it has to be like approved in this way and that way like they have a lot of market control which off, a lot of people criticize them for yeah. and so big companies saw that as a, an opportunity to also criticise them because they want that market control this isn't yeah. a thing about consumers they may say it is but it's not it's always about them having the market like Epic Games yeah. is exactly after market control they are very open about wanting the market control oh, that like Apple has uh- but for games oh <laughs> But Steam yeah, exists, games,
0: that's wild.
1: I they know, hate I'm, Steam.
0: Okay, I'm fascinated. Oh, well, anyway, yeah, we can't get into it yet, but I'm fascinated. That was like a little teaser. Ooh. Um, Believe me, there's so
1: much more to come.
0: Um, something also that I noticed uh, during this story, um, yeah, like about the App Store monopoly, Spotify claimed that it flies in the face of creating greater competition in the market and i just oh, fucking drill into my head uh, and extract my brain already i hate this life like i just i, just I don't the, care like like it's it's such a part of capitalism it's like a fundamental fucking flaw it's all about the free market and competition yeah isn't it i mean that's kind of like the vibe yeah in competitions and uh, please don't take me anyone listening the wrong way uh, i am anti-capitalist but like the point of a competition is to fucking win, right? <laughs> like what 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 is winning? You know? Surely winning is domination. No, I'm, like, I'm sounding like Dwight fucking shroot from the office. Oh my god. Um no, but like like in the t- in terms of the open market, like winning the competition, because competitions are like meant to be won winning means market domination it means destroying the competition until there is none left and this is one of the fundamental contradictions of capitalism and it's where it's where pretty much every government breaks ranks and says oh not quite that much capitalism though and then they put in these shitty like you know like uh what is it like pro competition laws or however you say it Oh, yeah, it's to, like regulate capitalism
1: yeah. into working the way that we really, 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 really hope it will
0: work. Yeah, kind of it's thing. like, it's like oh, no, not quite that hard. Not that much capitalism. Oh, you got a little bit of a monopoly there. Let me
1: just uh, regulate you a little bit. And oh, shit, yeah. now you're crying.
0: Fuck, fuck, yeah, fuck. Yeah, and then it's like this little plaster that they put on the shit show that is capitalism to try and, like, fix it. Because even, like, staunch capitalists, whether or not they'll say it, they do know that you need to restrain the free market. Like, there's no such thing as a free market. It would be shit. You know what I mean? So it's just it's just interesting to hear them say that, like, creating greater competition. Like, what is... I'm not trying to sympathise, really, with Apple here, but... Well, what they are... T- essentially, what these
1: two are trying to do by going after Apple like this is saying... Like, we need to create the conditions for us to win rather than them. Yeah,
0: exactly. It, they
1: seem to be doing better than us. We need to, like, make public opinion change quick.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, what is, Silly, what is stupid, Apple to pointless. do? Ugh. Like, what, what are they meant to do here? Like, and if you want to look at a real monopoly, just look at Amazon. Oh, my God. But it's like, it's so confusing to me because it's like, isn't it, isn't it obvious that this is contradictory? Yes, We want competition in the market, but nobody's allowed to fucking win. That's kind of the point, though. Like, this doesn't make sense. Again, I'm not advocating for a free market where somebody is allowed to win, but... I'm just saying like it's it's contradictory by nature and it and it pisses me off. It's it's just Personally, loads of I'm rich...
1: advocating oh. for the no market nobody wins everybody dies.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm advocating for a raid on Apple Park in Minecraft. Apple Park? Do they have a place called Apple Park? Please oh. tell me no Jacob you don't know about this Jacob I am going oh, to tell you oh, one no. of one of the most iconic fucking stories i ever heard rico and i were pissing ourselves laughing about this literally for days so apple park was this project that steve Jobs set off before set up before he passed um and then it was completed at some point yeah right it's this very modern looking thing oh yeah maybe you want to google a picture of apple park it's like... Do I have to? Yeah. So the main thing you'll see is, <laughs> it's like, it's like glass. Like the main building is like this glass. Is it a little, circle? Yeah. Oh my God, it's... Oh. Uh, basically, if I remember correctly, like uh, the number of hospital admissions went up after they moved to Apple Park. Wait, so is it a place to live? In the area. Uh, No, Uh, I don't know. Um... But nevertheless, the number of hospital admissions went up after they opened it for business and their employees started working there. Because they made the glass so transparent that loads of the Apple employees were walking into the glass and some were even getting broken noses. Yes. How iconic. You've got to be fucking kidding me. No, I'm not. It's how iconic is that? It's just. <laughs> how is this real? It's like, it's so it funny. It just looks
1: like a computer generated image. The... <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this
0: real? You know what's so funny about it as well is that Apple is always lauded for their design. You know, like we design amazing things that look really nice and they function like so well and the best and I am a stan of, like, the iPhone and the MacBook and everything. Don't worry, listeners, I'm not, so there's balance. (laughs) But, like, you made this thing where people keep on injuring themselves. (laughs) Like, because it's so, like, it's so So poorly designed. Like, it's it's also just the idea of, like, because, you know, Apple pays, like, insane amounts, I guess. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll get all of the you know a lot of the best talent they'll attract a lot of it by like paying the most or whatever and it's just something really entertaining to me about the idea of about all of these really intelligent engineers and shit walking into a glass wall
1: you can't fucking see it you can't fucking see it
0: yeah exactly i I can't remember that's not a
1: clever that's not a (laughs) skilled issue That's a fucking design issue. No,
0: I know, but it's still, I don't know, it just tickles me. It's like, you're just, you're just like the rest of us. You know what I mean? (laughs) You walk into glass walls just like us. (sighs) Oh,
1: dear God. That was, that was a tangent I didn't know we were going on.
0: I'm so happy, but I am so grateful for the journey. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> right. Should we do some fucking music?
0: Yes, music.
1: Woo! Right, I'm going to go first. Uh, okay. Because Harry Strange has come up in the music room before, I'm pretty sure. I think so, yes. And he's like an indie queer artist who I'm a big fan of. And his new single, or one of the new singles from the little release he just did, uh, is called Bite the Hand. It was premiered... On Apple Music One or whatever the fuck they call their radio thing Uh with Zane Lowe, I was so excited for him. This is an absolute little bop, and I'm just so proud of how far he's come. Uh Oh,
0: yeah. So since I discovered him, yeah. So like, I listened to this and I found the instrumentation on this like heavenly. Like I was so stunned by it. Like there are all of these synths that sound really organic, and then like these acoustic elements. And then, like, the vocals sound so raw, but then there are, like, these random... There are a couple, like, random... Not random, but, like, unexpected, like, heavily affected parts. And then these breakbeat drums, and then they're, like, randomly bit-crushed and distorted. And I was just, like, as a producer, it was like a a dream to listen to because it was so Hmm. interesting. Like, a lot of things sound very same old, same old. So it's, like very exciting when something sounds like different and this sounds so different to me oh
1: yeah yeah i've been vibing to this all week in my headphones i love it
0: okay well my first recommendation is one that probably almost everyone knows about um and Uh. that's yes and by ariana grande i i just do you mean ariana grenade oh god (laughs) i love that i love (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's one of my favorite
0: clips <laughs> ever oh i love it with nickelodeon stars ariana grenade oh i love it um yeah but um yeah <laughs> it's like it's like i i think it like samples rogue by madonna it's dance-y. Um, Does Um it? yeah i think god so. i must have missed that <laughs> i think it's the bass line um, but also, like, oh, even wow. if it doesn't sample it, it's, like, very much those, like, house drums that are very, like, typical. <laughs> Please don't tell
1: me, there's a lawsuit coming.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess everything's above board. But, of course, if, if Ariana Grande is given a lawsuit, she'll say, yes, and? <laughs>
1: you know? See, I, I didn't even know she had new music out. The only exposure I get to mainstream pop these days is the scattering of Radio 2 I hear from my parents. And so... This is a whole vibe. Yeah, I really love it. It's,
0: it, it. it, I've been. It's
1: much more dancey than I was expecting. I was expecting something
0: like. I don't know what I was expecting, but it is more dancey than I I was expecting. She kind of went like in that different direction, like more like R and B leaning from like Sweetener, so like no tears left to cry. And then, oh, I
1: did love that.
0: And then, like, Thank You Next was still in that kind of decorate, uh, decore- direction. Yeah,
1: that's what I thought this was yeah. going to be a bit Thank You Next. Yes, and, then, and like, but it yeah. wasn't. And then Seven And rings, I was like, yeah, I'm here yeah. for this.
0: Um, so, yeah, like, I, I really recommend it. Um, Yeah, so what's your next recommendation this month?
1: Mine comes from Norwegian group uh, Kino. There's uh, oh. some Dam Digger. which is a whole vibe i have been listening to this so so much i love the repetitiveness
0: the, the upbeat energy from it and oh so good this was like very scandinavian um yeah oh yeah i wanted to ask is it a eurovision entry
1: it's interesting that you say this because you you put this on our notes and i went God, it could be. And I was like, but Norway haven't released their Eurovision picks. So, uh-huh. no, they do, you know, Melody Festivalen, Yeah. In Sweden. Norway do Melody Grand Prix. Oh. Which is, I oh. think, either about to start or starting. Oh. Uh, and this is one of the songs uh. that is uh, potentially representing Norway. Uh, uh-huh. But by the looks of it, they've got to be up against, like at least 10 other people so uh,
0: yeah like i noticed that it was 2 minutes 59 in length as well and i was like hmm, interesting um yeah i think it would fit right in with eurovision um oh it's got to go through semi finals oh my god oh wait you mean if it do you mean at the grand prix or yeah so oh, semi final I... 1 and 2 have happened semi final <gasps>
1: 3 is uh the third is the 27th so that's happened when this has gone out oh my goodness we will know whether they advance to the final oh my goodness and then on the 3rd of february there's the final
0: where they'll all compete and then we'll know well um yeah but very fun if that if that if i discovered that on like during eurovision like i think i would that would probably be one of my favorites from eurovision yeah
1: I mean, I can't say, because I know Norway have, like, a lot of, by the looks of it, a lot of
0: strong contenders. Uh Uh-huh. Well, in that case, it's an extra song. It's like a bonus entry, so,
1: yeah. (laughs) But obviously, I am, like, boycotting Eurovision unless they get rid of fucking Israel, so.
0: Ah. I'm
1: not bigging up Eurovision unless we get something out of them from that. Yeah. But yeah. How about you? What's 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 occurring in your world for music as
0: well? Well, one of my favourites and collaborator Alex Zone released his new song, Beware. Um it's just a BOP. It's got this whole like dun dun. It's got that whole like rhythm that I really like. Yeah. Um It's just very, like, camp and poppy. It's kind of got a bit of that, like, 2010s energy that I love. Like, my favourite era of pop. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I can hear... I can totally hear that. I also love Alex, and this is a certified bop. I did notice in the artwork, though, he didn't go through the trouble of creating his own can. He just blurred
0: it out. Unlike sevenths. Well, you know, some people, some people (laughs) just don't have the dedication to the crowd. (laughs) I'm kidding, Alex. You're great. Um, No, I love it. I think think Alex is quite iconic with the Red Bulls too, isn't he?
1: Oh, is that what it was, a Red Bull?
0: Did you not recognise it? Oh, I don't I, re- know what I re- a red bull looks like I really well you know as 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 uh, long term listeners will know I'm in my energy drink era still so I know are what you are aren't you I know what every energy drink looks like even the ones I, I don't know what know a bull yet. that's red looks like and I'm sure, <laughs> I do. um, but yeah yeah there's a it's a great song yeah so what do you have next this is a song
1: that i came across on tiktok and i was like this sounds like something i would listen to i listened to it and i agree it is something i would listen to it's by so good the track is called i hate it here with very relatable lyrics about politics and also just hating it here and wanting to
0: go and live on mars if there's water there (laughs) i love it so much it's i i feel like it hits on all of the major points it's it's very fun Mm. Um, and I also live for a British accent nowadays following my recent turn towards actually using mine in my music I used to hate it like Jessie J's British accent would really make me cringe Um, and Ed Sheeran's would make me cringe a lot too but that might be an Ed Sheeran problem but yeah (laughs) really enjoy this song very cool oh yeah
1: it's a it's a good one.
0: So um what about you? What what else have you got for me? So my third recommendation for this month is Yumiaki and Imperial Blondie with their new collaboration, Bye Bye. Just just general hyper pop goodness. Yumiaki's always coming out with good stuff. They're they're great. I was not prepared for
1: this, the energy levels. Yeah. Oh! the vibes the pure vibes i loved this so much okay penultimate choice from me is chloe spelt with an x chloe enough is the name of the song it is a song she wrote sort of to herself from what i understand saying chloe enough um it's about being a perfectionist and the struggles of within i love her music i love her storytelling in her songs Uh, She's done some really good songs like about mental health and things in the past. Uh, One of my favourite artists out of Australia. Just incredible. Just, I love the production on this as well. So good. Oh,
0: yeah. Any song that starts with, like, a synth up like that, like, it just hooks me. (laughs) I love that sound. I love it. Um, Her voice is, like, gorgeous. I love how the production builds throughout and it kind of, like, arrives at this... Like classic new but referencing the 80s kind of genre that's emerged oh, um so good yeah and yeah and I I thought if somebody like did the cursed AI to make Carly Ray Jepsen sing it convincingly like <laughs> I could have easily been tricked into thinking it was an emotion demo um <laughs> Uh, no offense to chloe one that should have made the main track list i think this track is wonderful but but you know what i mean i really think like it fits in with uh, the emotion album
1: Hmm. i don't know if i agree with you there i feel like but then again i am just like a big fan of chloe and it just fits with her work anyway Uh, okay yeah how about how about your penultimate pick
0: okay my penultimate pick is moist breezy with her oh. new track like ooh la 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 um it's great it's such a it's a trance moment it's it's just a bop and it and it really does call back to that like era so well i just, I just love it. It's very like camp. Like I can imagine doing a little like You know what I mean? Doing a little step to the side with your hands by <laughs> your shoulders. Oh yeah. I love it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I listening to this, I just went, whoa, this goes hard. Yeah. I couldn't it's... really describe it in any other way.
0: It's like, Ooh la 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 ah. Oh it's so great. good. So good. And what is your final pick for this month's music room, Jacob? This
1: is Elle somebody who sort of came to my attention through working at Gaydio. Uh I love lesbians thing, singing about lesbian things. Slay, uh, yeah. And Elle does that perfectly. And her upcoming, I want to say EP, maybe? it's No, it might be an album, actually. Project. Um, <laughs> I can't even remember what it's called. Digital... <laughs> It's got such a good name and it's completely gone. Ooh, okay. Digital artifacts, I think it is. Oh! That, that's the name. That is Such cool. a good name. Yeah, I like that. Uh, and this is from that. It's called If I Don't Laugh, I'll Cry. And as is usual with me, I love a song I can relate to. And if I don't laugh, I will cry. So this is my final pick because it's so good.
0: I, I found the production on this, like, so lush. It's so dark and, like, like haunting i guess it's like it's not like creepy like halloween or anything but it's just like dark it's got this like twisted vibe Mm. like i I love the point yeah i I think that's what it's trying to do with the like if i don't laugh i'm gonna cry it's so shit (laughs) maybe it's like representing that like tension of like you know holding it together like (laughs) (laughs) like yeah exactly (laughs) Yeah, it's great. And the strings, I live for a string moment. And the outro switch up. Oh, yeah. I thought it was kind of serving Melanie Martinez in a little bit of a way. Like, it was Ooh, like... Oh, I
1: can totally see that, actually. Like yeah, It was
0: like creepy doll energy. In a, yes, in a, I can see in, a that. I in, a in a good way. Everything I'm saying is in a good way. I feel like I'm saying so many things in this month's music room that sound like not great, but I, I love all of the tracks and I mean it all in like the best way possible. Of course, yes. of course. Yeah. Uh, so your final pick, lay it on me. So my final pick is somebody who's becoming quite the regular, I think, regular recommendation. And that's <laughs> Bentley Robles with his new track, Just Okay. Um, just a great pop moment, yeah. It's it's funny because the track itself is anything but Just Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's called Just Okay. Yeah, I
1: don't really know how to sum up this song. No. Than, wow, it is pop perfection. It's just, it's yeah. textbook
0: pop. Yeah. The melodies are just... Just so good. He, he really knows how to write a melody. I really like it. It was really good. And with that...
1: was well, the music room. So if you've not heard this before, uh, this is where uh, one of us reads a cursed article and then uh, the other has to guess who
0: the fuck published it. <laughs> Ooh, oh my goodness. I haven't even primed my mind for this guessing game. Oh, I'm sorry. But uh, (laughs) since our mind
1: was uh, at war, I thought it would be quite topical. We did one about war. Mm, So mm -hmm. where do you think this was posted? Putin, Fred! I can't do There's uh, too many words for me to do the uh, fuck. Uh, yeah, Putin threatens Britain's fish and chips. Russia declares fishing war with UK, banning our thrallers from Barnet Sea and its supply of cod and caddick. Uh-huh. Okay. British vessels have been permitted to fish along the coast of the Russian Kola Peninsula to the east of Cape Cannon Noz for about 70 years, Even at the height of the Cold War, a massive amount of cod and haddock sold in fish and chip shops across the country, traditionally sourced from these waters according to UK fisheries data, a whopping 566,784 tonnes of cod was scooped. In the (gasps) Barents Sea just last year alone. That's a lot. But now, Vladimir Butin is said to have declared fishing war on the UK with his government backing draft legislation that would see Russia pull out of the 1956 agreement and ban Britain from scooping its (laughs) (laughs) its revered supply of cod and haddock. It comes in response to Britain's decision to slap Moscow with sanctions over the war in Ukraine. It could mean Russian Navy warships being used to warn off UK vessels. The move, which is still yet to be rubber-stamped by Parliament, implies the Russians will use warships to deter any British trawlers found in these fishing
0: waters. Who wrote it, Karen? Who wrote it? (laughs) I... I don't have a clue. <laughs> it's. I feel like I feel like it's somebody old.
1: Or well, was that just my voice though? <laughs> maybe, so <it> <laughs> maybe.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like young people wouldn't talk about this.
1: Well, yeah, I but that's know. tabloid press for you. Like yeah. this is the sort of shit that oh. they put in the sun and
0: that for you,
1: gramps to oh, read. Oh, is it
0: like Andrew Neil? No, not Andrew Neil. Who am I thinking of?
1: I think it'll be easier for you to find a publication for this rather than a, an author uh, okay. because I don't think you will have heard of the authors. Daily
0: Mail. Fucking hell! Really? Yeah. Oh my god! Yes! You got oh it! Oh my god, I got it! I got it, I got it! Oh my god, I never get it! Oh my goodness, <laughs> I should be unprepared for this more often. Maybe I always overthink it. <gasps> yeah, that was in the Daily Mail. It does, It that makes a lot of sense because it's like, it's like, you will need to be scared, like it's that classic scare like fear mongering about like not much, you know, yeah, like, oh my God, the cards, you know it's like not you know oh it's like card, eh, not the card. it's like not that big of it, well, you know, I don't mean it you know, I mean for a lot of people, it will probably like hurt them and like their careers, I guess, or like their income. Mm. And that might be like scary for them and put them in a difficult position. But like beyond that, like do you know I'm I'm fine. I don't need to eat fish. Also the salmon, not the cod. Also we still have salmon, and salmon tastes better than cod anyway. So, in my opinion. <laughs> Like are talking as somebody with a yeah. frid
1: i am in distress over this story but oh, i'm no. trying not to think about oh, it oh no <laughs> no i'm not i'm not that bad it's fine Are you not a fish uh, person i just, i like cod uh it's the only fish i will actually eat. is cod but um oh
0: oh no yeah. so this story is actually really bad for you <laughs> oh,
1: yeah my. a frid is avoidant sensory intake disorder something like that um uh-huh. so i can only like eat cod but uh it's th- th- There's other foods. I'll live on fucking
0: crisps if I like There's other foods I can eat. <laughs> I mean, crisps taste better than cod, let's be real. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not always. Sometimes you just need a good fish and chips by the sea.
0: Well, yeah, no, no. I mean, jokes aside, fish and chips is gorgeous, but yeah.
1: Anyway, that was the Daily Mail's hit piece on Russia doing a war with the fish or whatever they're doing. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Anywho, that wow. was chit chat for this month, January 2024. Yes, we uh will see you. Back here on this very podcast feed in 15 days' time for day 15, in fact. Unless you're listening to this like further on into the month of February, in which case yeah. uh, it's less than 15 days. Or if you're really far in the future, guess what? It's happening day 15, which is our deep dive, sort of special sewed about anti capitalist songs. Ooh, a
0: special sode. I
1: like that. Anywho, we'll see you there. See ya. <laughs>